Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for deciding to make us a part of your day. We have a very exciting show lined up here for you. We are talking iTunes woes, Avengers Endgame tickets, and even some comments made from Jordan Peele. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy another exciting episode. So there were some sniffers during the dancing portion of the podcast. That's okay. Shame. So to my left is Mike. Howdy. Howdy. Across from me is Steven. Hello. And to my right, back for his second excursion. Yeah, talking into the mic correctly. Talking into the real mic right now. Is Yanis. What up? What's going on? Chill. So we're getting started now... At 16 after 6. That's 6.16 for you normies at home. What happened? We're on CPT. What happened? So I got a nail in my motorcycle tire, which is not the kind of thing that you can just sort of get refixed at any Walmart, unfortunately. You didn't so have duct tape on your saddlebag? I, I had some plugs, but I couldn't plug the plugs in the hole. Heard that before. It's was it on the sidewalk? Prom night all over <laughs> It was again. not. No, it was just really, it's brand new tires. Brand yeah. new tires, real thick. Tread still couldn't, just couldn't make it work. So I had a friend of mine take me to Disney. So that was your answer. Yeah. And then while you were at Disney, you bought a ticket to see what? Dumbo. And after you bought the ticket and a large tub of popcorn, you decided to call me. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I saw your name pop up on the phone, I was like, this isn't good. I knew it wasn't good. And then my, my brain went into like fix it mode because I had to buy a new lens for my camera. And I was like, fix the day, fix the day, get to your car. And I was thinking, okay, if I go to Disney, somebody can pick me up at Disney and take me to my car and I can have my car to drive instead of my motorcycle. I'll be fine. But I forgot about the podcast. Really sad. That, that seems to be. I guess I'm gonna have to take what five minutes of silence for my punishment or something. No, it's you're gonna no. Have to go <laughs> more. It's more than that. You're gonna get it's more than that. So then I tell you, I'm Ooh. like, I tell you, I'm like, if I leave right now and come pick you up, can you record? And you're like, yeah, 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 I can do it. And you're like, well, I'll just see if Yanis can come get me. I'm like, all right. And you say to me, I'll call you. I'll call you. Did I say that? Yes. And texting isn't the same thing anymore. No. No. It's the same thing. Not when the difference is a to a boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so did you come to get me? No. I didn't think so. Because I was like, I'm going to have to call him. Something's wrong. And I saw the text message. Oh, okay. Yeah. This yeah. is really passive aggressive. Yeah. I no, that. I hope this is aggressive aggressive. <laughs> I hope I'm pointing out when you say you're going to call somebody, you call somebody. Motherfucker. So Yanis, <laughs> you picked up the slack today. I did my best. And you picked up Mike. What was that like? He had his little tub of popcorn. Yeah. He was standing out there with the other kids yeah. on the corner ready, <laughs> ready to be picked up. Popcorn right. has a very fast half-life, as I'm sure it you guys does. all know. As yeah. soon as it leaves the theater, it, it degrades at a very <laughs> rapid, rapid rate. Yeah. My car is going to reek of stale AMC popcorn for the next week, I think. There you go. So it's going to be great. But no, it was it was good. It was uh, Mike was very bearded. He was the had the best beard of all the children that were there. Hey, thank you. So you know it was and good. that, that little Armenian kid was giving me a run. I was going to say though. because Disney's very international, so there was <laughs> yeah. probably you know yeah, thirteen year old kid that was just looking mm -hmm. real grizzly. <laughs> They're tough. Yeah, They're tough. Good. And then Stephen, your your excuse, you had a nail Listen, in your I, head or something. I had 
an 86-year-old Greek woman's birthday party to go to. And then I had to go to a gender reveal. Okay. Serious how, shit. How old was the child? Not even born. Wait, wait, wait. The gender reveal, wait, the gender reveal wasn't for the 86-year-old how dare? lady? <laughs> how dare those parents assume? Yeah. No, I, we uh, think. I, I, I went to two things. I, I'll be honest. I wanted to see my daughter. Uh, this is her mother's weekend with her, and I was just missing her. Mm. So I went to some shit I wouldn't have otherwise gone to just to see her. So you're not a fan of the 87-year-old Greek? No, no. That was a separate incident. Um, I'm not a fan of seeing my ex-wife with her new boyfriend and my kid. Oh, but, uh, yeah. you know, I went on there and flexed on that motherfucker and it was great. So, you know, I let him know, even though he's six, this, seven, I'll still fuck him up. Was this so. at the, was this at the birthday party or the gender reveal? This was at the gender reveal. Okay, so I would never behave like that at a birthday party, sir. Not a Grecian birthday party at that. Sir, they not, are especially serious. Especially not a Pontic Greek birthday yeah. party. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So the first thing that I really want to get into, and this is mainly for the listeners, iTunes woes. All right. The ghost of Steve Jobs had had given us some issues on being on iTunes, and I thought we were on iTunes this entire time. Turns out we weren't. But luckily, I went through the 10-day process to revalidate the mm. podcast and get it back on iTunes. Nice. The issue was that our artwork was like 1,402 by 1,402 or something, and the limit is 1,400. So they just just completely took everything off, and it was this whole thing. So I changed up the artwork, the temporary artwork, because I have the logo being commissioned right now. It's just like three cereal dispensers on there, so... It's not my it's not my face anymore, which of course I'm disappointed about, but I'm sure we'll get through Aren't it. So all. the iTunes woes, we got through that. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is a little movie that's coming out. All right. This month. Okay. Oh. Can anyone guess what it is? Endgame. Christopher Robbins. That's right. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. All right. So did it, did everybody get their tickets? That's the question no. I wanted to ask. No, uh, I'm yet. a single dad. I don't want shit. Okay, you're getting mine right. <laughs> <laughs> Same <Good> answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was only if they did the marathon. They're not doing the marathon. Come on. Well, I'll tell you this much: it was crazy. It just cracks me up that AMC, Regal, Fandango, and Adam tickets were seemingly shocked that there was some sort of demand for these tickets. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, we, we, we didn't know, we're sorry, we're trying to do this, that, and the other. And it was it was crazy. And so I was ready at like 8 a.m. because that's when I they had said that they were going to drop the trailer and then the, the you know tickets were going to go on sale. Apparently, they technically went on sale at like 7.52 or 7.53. So people that were in there were already in there and like the AMC app was just crashed all day. Regal apps, yeah, same way. That, Fandango, yeah. yep. I got there like early, got some tickets, but then throughout the day, people had screenshots and they were talking about how it's like you were in digital lines to get tickets. They'd say, all right, you have Damn. two hours to pick your tickets. And then you get up there, you'd pick your seats and it would kick you out and you'd have to get back in line. Oh, and I was like, man. this is crazy. So what's funny is about this whole thing, we live in this digital world. There were theaters with lines of people wrapped around them before they opened to just physically buy tickets. Because, you know, people were like, I guess last resort, we can go to the theater and purchase tickets. So they were going there. But they're saying there's a chance that this opens to $300 million in its first three days. Wow. Which would make it 
which would beat Infinity War's largest opening of all time of two hundred and forty-six million, I believe. Wow. So what? What? What's the reaction? Are you guys shocked? Are you guys tantalinked? I'm still mad you didn't get me a ticket. Yeah. No. Honestly, like it's with the way that they left us hanging. Like I'm, sh- I'm shocked that it wasn't the internet's still not broken at this point. Like it's just, it's crazy. I think everybody was just like, "What the hell? Just did I, what did I just watch right now? You know, Spider Man. Like I'm still crying about that every time I see it. You know, so I'm, I'm surprised that you know the internet's functioning again after it was broken from from the release of these tickets. Did you see the other? I'm excited to see the Living Tribunal because it's going to come out in this movie. It is not. We're not going to see the Living Tribunal. We're not going to see the one above all. We're not going to see any of that. Living Tribunal or GTFO. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Well, I'll say this much. So last year, Mike and I did the um, Avengers Infinity War Marathon. Which was how many hours? Thirty six. Yeah, thirty six sounds right. It was still an abridgment. It wasn't every single Not film. Everything. So that was crazy enough leading up to it. So it was the the way that that movie ended. Like you guys were just talking about. Like you've been sitting in a movie theater around these fans, you know, for thirty six hours. Everyone in that theater is just emotionally compromised and spent. You know, it was just dead silence. It was just silence. No one said anything. We just all sat there. It was just like wow. Yeah. Jeez. It was intense, but then of course, in subsequent viewings in the theater, when I would when I went later that week, it was awesome. Like little kids freaking out, the gasps, the gasps from different people. You know, some like, little kids saying their favorite Spider Man really dead, and the parents saying, "I think so." <laughs> <laughs> like there's no comfort. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't feel so good. Yeah. He, he turned to dust. Yeah, cool. it's, pretty, it's pretty dead. I'm like sorry, we got a Greek uh, birthday party to go to. Everybody, load up in the car. Let's go. Let's go. All right, so, oh, speaking of movies, though, I was very excited about this, because this is something we talked about on the podcast a few episodes ago, and that was Mike and I both have a favorite theater chain. (gasps) I've been telling everybody, like, for the whole week, it's been great. So, I thought he would just say the name, I didn't know he was going to make that sound, I'll try and edit that out, I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't know we would get live archival like audio of Michael Jackson in a room of kids. So he's innocent. So, anyways, it's the Alamo Draft House. The Alamo mm. Draft House, one of my favorite uh, theater chains. Of course, we we were so sad because we didn't have one. Orlando will have one in 2020. Nice. Dun, dun, dun. Nice. Any experience with that theater chain, Yanis? I have not. Sounds very Texan. Any experience with you? Nope. You're like, never forget the Alamo. I am Florida man. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Hear me roar. Oh, gosh. So, what are, just tell, you know, tell us. The beauty of the Alamo Draft House is not that it's a dine-in theater, which is cool, but it's that it's a mix between new releases and then like an art house cinema where they'll do themed weekends, they'll do themed weeks, they'll have specific shows for specific reasons for celebratory things. They'll bring in actors to do Q&As at the end of a movie like I saw... Uh, Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and a couple of the kids were there doing Q&As and it was super really just a great experience because you can get the full effect of what film is supposed to be as a medium the, and not just let's go see it because it's there. The other thing that I that I love Alamo Draft House for is they actually they actually kick people out if they use their cell phones. Oh yeah it is like they have people stand like strict. the ushers actually usher nice. all right yep it's it's amazing. I ratted I love some it. girl out during um, Annihilation. Uh, she was live streaming it on Facebook 
to like 10 of her friends. <laughs> and I didn't really give a shit that she was like live streaming it, but the bright light, but the light was on. So I was like, come on, bitch, like at least like cover it up, you know? So or turn the brightness down. Yeah, something. But I, so I walked out there like a, like the, the biggest snitch. <laughs> like, she's, she's live streaming. <laughs> Sad reacts only. And then, oh my God. And then, so they, they, they come in, they bring her out. And then at the end of the movie, they're like waiting for me. And I'm like, I see like two cops. And I'm like, this can't oh, be good. Gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then the, the manager. And you came out with your life. I did. <laughs> they actually gave me like two free tickets and some concessions. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was great. These, these reparations that police are paying back are incredible. <laughs> I wanted 40 acres and a mule, but I got yeah. like two tickets and some concessions. <laughs> hey, <I'm> like, man. <laughs> oh, good times. They're like, reparations or concessions? So you didn't reach for anything suddenly, right? I did not. <laughs> I did not. I walked. I spread my butt cheeks. I had my hands shown. <laughs> of course. They didn't, they didn't ask him to do that. That's just his that's native greeting. Normal that's, yeah, that's just how he greets people, for Hello, those of you at home. Yes, yes. That wasn't this just for the police. This is my exposed taint. <laughs> I am no threat, white man. I'm not hiding any crack in my crack. My taint is a quiver, officer. I, I do not keep that crack. I promise. <laughs> I yeah, promise. So they, they, the ushers usher. They also, like Mike was saying, they, they do themed, they do themed nights. And the one that I keep going back to, just because it's a great memory, they showed Starship Troopers, but, Ooh. but they gave everybody cap guns, and you were able to shoot you know at the aliens on the screen mm-hmm. but most people just saved it for the bad acting <laughs> like she's on screen ta, 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 ta. everybody's going through their ammo oh so. wow she's nude in the shower stunning and brave yeah <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have thought to go there with the character so amazing so rich yeah i saw so i saw a marvel film there and before the show started they had snippets of international superhero films so like indian spider-man from the 1970s or it was it was awesome that's so much fun watch his superpowers he uses a toilet oh (laughs) he took a solid shit in india (laughs) what a brave choice i wouldn't have thought to take the character ganji's got nothing on me (laughs) all right so we're gonna keep it in the the this this we're in this film mood today a lot of film stuff okay so jordan peele Mm -hmm. everybody knows jordan peele he's the second half of key and peele Indeed. Although he's more popular now for Get Out and the recently released Us. Okay. Has anyone seen that? No. I have. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. What's it about? Um, oh, I would love <laughs> a, a black guy's take on it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought it was okay. So a lot of the metaphors and the you know the social commentary I thought were pretty spot on, but I don't think it was more me- it was meant to just necessarily highlight black people's struggles. I think there is just kind of this thing that there are people who look like you, act like you, talk like you, think like you, like are, are Americans, but are the ones who are, uh, you know, it's very, very difficult for them to get out of their situations. And the system is made against them, you know? And so it's, it's actually a really cool metaphor for, you know, for people who are ignorant and for, you know, people who just are unenlightened and, you know, and it's just kind of how difficult it is for people to get out of, poverty and that type of thing. It's really, it's really cool. It's really cool. Check it out. If you, if you go in there with the mentality of, you know, looking for metaphors, I think you can really get something cool out of I it. I went in to go be entertained. I guess that was my mistake. <laughs> I was disappointed by it. Really? But I, and I loved Get Out. I loved Get Out. I was so stoked for this, and I thought it was a little try hard, if hmm. I'm being honest. They did try to go too, 
too deep on some of the metaphors. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I feel like, you, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, That's getting out me. of poverty is That's rough. Uh, I, grew, <laughs> I grew up poor, but um, I'm 33 and wildly more successful than either of my parents ever were. There you go. So Nice. Well, for what go. it's worth. You can do it. All you have to do is just not fucking go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's challenging, but, That's, you know. Anyhow, I, I got three older brothers. They all sell crack. They're all gangbangers. They're all they've all been to prison. They're oh, all convicted felons, but not me. There you go. What's different? You know, it's 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 the ganas like from uh you know uh what was that substitute teacher movie back in the day? Stand and deliver. Stand yes. deliver yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's ganas. You have to have the ganas. You know, I have fucking ganas. I'm like go. that's it. You know? I thought you were gonna say because you've seen Jordan Peele's movies and they haven't. And that was the difference. Yeah. And I was you know, like, That's I, incredible. I saw them retroactively 10 years ago. <laughs> there you go. When Jordan Peele was like 15. There well, you go. Whatever. So he was recently at a little Q&A. And here is, is this is what he said. And I'm going to quote it and then we'll talk about it. Okay. He says, and I quote, I don't see myself casting a white dude as the lead in my movie. Not that I don't like white dudes, but I've seen that movie. It really is one of the best, greatest pieces of this story is feeling like we are in this time, a renaissance has happened, and prove the myths about representation in the industry are false. Now, some people are freaking out about this. Mm -hmm. Actually, on both sides, some people are freaking out because they think it's the greatest thing ever. Some people are freaking out because it's the worst thing ever. Mm -hmm. And as usual, I think both parties will be disappointed when they realize that it's neither. Mm -hmm. um, so, Mike, what's your reaction so I actually heard this quote a week ago, but I only heard the first half. Yeah. Someone told me, oh, did you hear Jordan Peele said he wouldn't cast a white guy? And I'm like, that's, that's the world we live in. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody picks the piece that they want. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, it's it, it makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. You know, I think writers have this talent, or good writers at least have this ability to be empathetic towards any character and can write for another character. But if you want to write a piece that's more personal to you, then obviously draw from your own personal experiences. True that. I don't think that's a necessary aspect of being a writer. I think you can draw from other people's experiences. That's what wise men do is they learn from others. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, he's saying something that I don't disagree with. Yeah. <laughs> comment redacted. What do you mean comment redacted? I mean, I, I get, you know, the, the story of the white man has been told and to tell it again would be apostasy. That's, that's why I hear. That's what you hear. That's kind what you got from. Kind of bothers me a little bit. Okay. All right. Good. We'll talk about it some more. Yannis. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here. I know. I'm yeah. shit, but whatever. No, man. You can <laughs> That's speak That's my freely. honest opinion. No, it's a There you go. No, uh, I mean, I, I mean, he's kind of in a weird situation. He's half black, half white. Um, his wife is white. And so a lot of people give him flack for even trying to uh, try to represent black people in his movies because they think he's sold out because he's married to a white woman. They think that he's, you know, he's a lot of mayonnaise. He, he must, he must, you know, no spice on his food whatsoever, you know? So, um, but no, I think it's a, um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that what he's saying it, I think there's a better, more tactful way of saying it. But I think if he says that I, if he would have said something to the effect of, I want to have better representation in my movies and, if there's a chance that I could write a story that could feature a white guy as a lead, that could be fine. But to say that I don't think I would, I think that kind of puts him at odds with a lot, a large segment of, of right. It's like some tryhard shit. Like, right. oh, look how black I am. Right. Like, you know? okay, I get it, dude. You're black. Yeah. Like, okay, look how black you are. Yeah. Wonderful, stunning, and brave. But I would say that everything, and I mean everything, always looks worse in print. 
True. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, you just heard the part where he says, I don't see myself casting a white dude as a lead in my movie. That's what they take. But then he follows up and saying, not, th- not that I don't like white dudes. And he nods over to his moderator, who is white, Roberts. Okay. He's <laughs> married. He, he's married. He's married to a white woman. Yep. And like you said, he's he's half white. His dad was black. His mom was white. His dad, unfortunately, wasn't in his life at all. He was raised by a single white woman. I mean, right. I'm pretty sure when he says I'm he doesn't sure. hate white people. I'm pretty sure that's not an <laughs> uncommon story. You know, as uh, my oldest sister, who has two biracial kids, would tell you. And she raised them without their father's present. But then my point is there, I I don't see why... It doesn't make her a champion of civil rights. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Just saying. Like, I never run into this Jordan Peele mentality with just black people. It's always mixed people. It's true, though. I never run into it with black people. Back in high school, I remember the same thing. I'm black. Who gives a shit? But when I run into mixed people, it's like, well, I need to prove how black I am. Like, well, if white privilege is a thing, why don't you ever feel the need to prove how white you are? True. Well, he's successful. So I think right. he's got so, hit movies. He's in yeah. Hollywood, which I think goes to what Yanis was saying, where yeah. I think some people feel like he's not doing this enough. Other people are feeling that him doing this is a mistake in the first place. Oh, right? it sure is. It's incredible. But, but I'll, I'll point this out, though. I'll point this out, though, because he is a writer-director, and like Mike was pointing out, like th- there's this old stigma in Hollywood that a director just casts a better-looking version of themselves, right? Chris Nolan does this. Right, uh, yeah. Steve, so, no, so like, I, I ask people, definitely. like, what, what? who's the last black lead in a Steven Spielberg movie? Yeah. E.T.? Yeah. <laughs> there you That's go. That's racist. <laughs> Phone home. No, but my point there is, my point there is, if you look at Steven Spielberg's catalog, I think he's had uh, one, maybe two African-American leads in all of his films. But guess what? Steven Spielberg didn't come out and say... E.T. looks like Omar from The Wire. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just I'll don't forget, up. don't forget to come next week. It's over my head. I don't so, watch the wire. So you guys don't one. know the wire? No, I, I, I don't. Just, I don't. I what the? F- I live like, under really? a rock. Can I curse on here? Is this cool? Try or? to keep it to a minimum because I'm I have trying. to edit. So I have to edit it out. Okay. And I swore so, way so too that, much last week. So that so that's <laughs> the ghost of Steve Jobs doesn't kick us on iTunes because your RSS feed is is given like a rating. And so we've already been given a rating, and I'm trying to keep it to right. where like anybody can get I'm, it. I'm sorry, you picked the wrong cracker. No, 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 no. it's fine. I'll, I'll try it's fine. To hey, that hard R. Cracker, cracker. I don't appreciate that. Cracker. Anyways, the point here is, I think like what you had said, Yanis. Maybe the wording was a little iffy right. to it, but at but the same time, that's the thing time, about like getting recorded all the time. Like you don't have a, you can't stop and wait for ten minutes and write down a text. Like you don't have everything curated. You say what you think. Yeah. Like right now, we're saying what we think right away, and there's right. no. I edit out most of what you much say. To my disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> like he was speaking his truth, and I don't think there's anything wrong with what he was saying. Yeah. I don't either. I, I, and like, it's not that he's flat yeah, out said, no. "I will never cast a white man." He's like, "I don't no, see it." Don't, right. don't get me wrong. Like I would hang out with Jordan Peele. He seems really. Fun. I'm sorry. He seems really cool. Like, <laughs> like I, I would, I would hang out with him, no problem. I would. You think cool- he's cooler than Key? Yes. No. Definitely. Oh. Key's way cooler. I, I would, I would. All right, white I guys, would, fight over which I, one's cooler. I, I, I would, I would grill for him and let him compare it, and uh, he would find himself lacking. But uh, wow. you know, whatever. All right. Which is your favorite, Yanis? Um, I definitely. I think I would like to hang out with Jordan Peele and uh, Chelsea Peretti. 
I think they just seem like they would be the best couple to hang out with. I don't know. They just seem awesome. I don't know. Maybe that's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I didn't know Chelsea Peretti was his That's wife. his wife. That's oh, his bro. Wife. I'd hang out with him just hang out with she's, her. She's, yeah. the, she's the coolest, man. I mean, she's she, the wife. If she's Italian, you know, Italians aren't even really white. So That's you know. true. Well, Northern Italy, yeah, Northern Italy is white as, white as hell. Sure. Most Italians aren't from Northern Italy. Very so, true. Very yeah. true. Mediterranean. Mediterranean, the black so people of white land. This, this yeah. brings me. Well, speaking of which, that is the polite way of how my dad used to phrase it. <laughs> that is certainly not what he called it. But my dad was German and Irish, and he didn't much care for my mother's Italian ancestry. Oh wow! Oh put it that way. I love that vagina, but god damn it, it may... yeah, no, no, no. That even that's polite. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so, God, this I hate is this <laughs> beautiful woman right now. <laughs> Make wait, wait, my wait. children. <laughs> Her blood type is ragu? No thanks. <laughs> Half of this is unusable. You're welcome. So, like the ghost of Steve Jobs is going to get us all tonight, okay? Radio anyway, so I thought this story was really, really funny. And I know Yanis was going to be here, so I want to talk about it. Not the Jordan Peele thing. That is not funny. I mean, it's just we, we, had, we had fun with it. We had fun with it, though. But here we go. So <laughs> there is a uh, Whitefish Bay School District. It's called the Whitefish Bay, first of all. So you know this okay. is going to be a solid story. All right. District uh, students are asking for N-word passes. Okay. <laughs> I, this, I, is, this is the I title. I mine signed is... by Barack Obama. <laughs> so... Um, you know, yeah, I don't, but know, is I don't your, know why they're lacking. But yeah, but is your Al Qaeda is your Al Qaeda right hunting there. license right there, signed by Barack Obama? I'm good is, to go. Is, yeah, that's but, real. That's but Stephen is it's your totally Stephen Stephen is your Al Qaeda hunting license signed by Donald Trump? I'm, I'm not a boomer, so no. Unfortunately, <laughs> all I have is uh, Barry Soweto to go on. Okay, all right, so. The school district actually sent this letter, and the entire thing's on here. We're not going to read the whole thing. They sent this letter home to parents because they were concerned, all right, about, quote-unquote, troubling behavior. <laughs> so it says, uh, some students have asked African-American students if they can have an impasse, black pass, or black card, essentially asking for permission to use a racial slur. Wow. Okay. Now, the district <laughs> did say, and I quote, this is not acceptable to us. <laughs> Bro, you know some kid was in there hustling. He was like, get your passes right here. $15. Right here. <laughs> Come on up, bro. So my question is to Yanis. Signed by Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> Kyrie Irving thinks the world is flat and he went to Duke. Like, they must not cover that in the first semester. Like, they're, they're idiots, but it doesn't bother me because they're playing basketball. Like, people get so concerned. They're yeah. like, these NBA athletes don't know anything. I'm like, they're playing basketball. They're not, like, yeah. heading up our science division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Ky Kyrie Irving's not even... Elon Musk. Like, yeah, he's not but, getting us to Mars. Any, no. Anybody who's never caught a felony can vote. So, you know, you should be more concerned about that. <laughs> Maybe I should be. Maybe I should be. LeBron did pick Hillary. So what, what are you going to do? But he's been carrying dead weight his entire career. Am I right? So it's like, you know, it's like he's used to that. He's, used, he's like, I can get him to the finals. I can get him to the finals. Next time he can go with AOC. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I want to ask you, Yanis, okay. if there was such thing as a black card okay, in, in pass. It's like Ooh. the e-pass, only the impass works, hopefully. Oh, God. Well, they're not suspended <laughs> if, in the state of Florida right yeah, now. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. <laughs> if, which one? The impass or the e-pass? Or sun pass. Oh, oh, sun pass. Yeah, I want to make sure. Yeah. I wish I had a sun pass, man. I'd be saving some money. Oh, yeah, that I already bro. got my impass from my black brother-in-law back in like 97, so I really <laughs> Oh, my don't gosh. Care. All right. Yeah. Anyways. Really don't care. Anyways, Yanis, uh -huh. if there was a black card. Yeah. 
I want to know what the prerequisites to getting one would be. Ooh. And, sure you have to and be more black. importantly, more importantly, where it would be accepted. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. What, sure. what vendors would take the black card? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know when they say, is that a Visa, MasterCard, black card? Well, I think there has to be different levels, first of all, for membership okay. for this. Because there has to be like, can I sing it in rap songs? Or can I say it to people casually? There, I think okay. there has to be like, you know, like a an entry level and then like the the full on black card experience, right? Oh. There's, there's got to be like the Rolls Royce black card experience. And what, what would that be called? Uh, ooh. I don't... Well, okay, let's say there's three tiers then. All right, ooh. what's the bottom tier? What's the entry level? I, w- I would The say, brown card? Um, I would say, you know, maybe just, maybe the, the down with the brown card would be like the, would be the first level. Down with the brown. You know, something like that. And then there could be like the straight up like, my name is Tyrone. The last one has to be the Wesley Snipes, right? It has right? to be like the like the blacker than black. So black it's blurple. Oh, <laughs> that's what it says on the back, under above the sign. Oh, your yeah, name blurple. here, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I think there would be that, but, I, but okay. So in the state of Florida, like if you're any shade of brown, we generally accept that you can say it, no problem. Okay. Like, there is like the you know the the um, the little pump issue where a little pump the rapper i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with sure him. oh yeah. yeah yeah uh you know there's controversy about him saying the n-word because he's venezuelan doesn't pass for black like he is dominican or puerto rican right he's gotcha. not passing the, the, he's not yeah. passing so he kind of looks you know like you know, just yeah so brown. he wouldn't get a card he, he i think in the state of florida he gets it he gets a pass he's a rapper from florida he's hispanic I think he can say the N-word. No problem. I got my card from a black dude I used to buy Coke from. So <laughs> I really don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. For what it's worth. Just for what it's worth. Right. But I mean, right. honestly, so my, my black experience is a different one. Um, I'm an immigrant from, you know, to this country. So I grew up in a country where my race was incidental. So I, I have, um, I the first time I ever heard it said at me was when I went to an all black middle school in Atlanta for the first time from a, from a, pretty diverse boarding school <laughs> you know it's like you know I, I was you know pretty well to do family you know uh, back in the Caribbean and so like I was just like what is this word that's being said at me you know so um so so I, so I don't know so it was, it was kind of off-putting you know and um I'll bet yeah <laughs> I was, that's I really not far-fetched I wasn't I wasn't like a I was kind of like more You're puzzled. just like, who the f*** are you talking to? Yeah, I was like, like what is happening I'm right rich. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to speak to me that way. You're a different class. I say good day, sir. Um, but no, it was so, I mean, I, I think, I don't know. I just think it's one of those things that needs to like just die. I, I, you I, know, listen. Wait, wait, wait. The black card experience or saying it at all? All of it. It's all got to go. It's all got to go. It's all got to go. Yeah. We all have to drop race. Or we all get to talk about it. Yeah. It cannot be both ways. It's all got to go. We all got to shut the fuck up about it. Or we all get to talk about it. It cannot be both ways. Sorry. You will not change my mind. <laughs> there's, no, there's no change my mind sign. Not at them. all. Not even remotely. And you know I'm right. I, I mean, you know I'm right. I think I think we have we have a long way to go before I say we can stop talking about it because I think we need to, like, to address certain things because there are some systemic things in society that need to be addressed. But I think in terms of like saying a word, I mean, a word doesn't have that much power over me but again that's why my mean. experience is different but that's a personal I, experience that, exactly yeah the that's power exactly of a word. what i mean and not you know i'm a white guy sure but i grew up dirt fucking poor in a double wide trailer right 
with siblings who are gangbangers addicted to drugs. Right. So, you know, you know, we both have a- antithetical experiences pertaining to our race. Right. So can we both just let it go? Right. Like, seriously. You know what? You're this just is... a dude to me, and I'm just a dude to you. Like, we're just two I'm dudes. I'm a dude. Like... You're a dude. He's <laughs> a dude. We're all dudes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This this is the podcast that's going to cure racism. <laughs> I think so. It could. We just did. We just, we just did racism. it. We just You're did welcome. it. Thanks. My Angelou ain't shit know, on us. Yeah, and you know what? I hate those pictures on Facebook. They say, oh, it's like a mixed race family. Like, this picture cures is racism and I'm like no, no it doesn't because that girl could do way better yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, I was like uh uh-uh. uh like sorry I'm back ar- yeah I'm already thinking bad stuff alright Mike do you agree with them or do you think racism should continue <laughs> Set him up and swing. Swing better, swing better, swing. What are, oh, no, but oh seriously, what are, what are, what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts? Oh on man, it? you know, for a long time I was looking at the the idea of racism and realized it was it was more of a a culturalism than it is a racism oftentimes. You know, the things that we clash with people is not necessarily about the color of their skin, but it's the the differences that we bring to the table that don't necessarily jive with what we've been told our entire lives. And so let's say somebody comes at me and they're speaking the same language, but it sounds completely different. Well, that's going to be like harsh if I'm not accustomed to something different happening in my periphery, right? But we have these these labels that we've created then, skin color being this easy thing to say, oh, that person's going to be different because they come from a different culture, yeah. which is not necessarily the case, which is exactly what you're saying. We've got these antitheses of the cultural stereotype. Is, is That's where the things get jumbled. That's where things become different. Yeah. And so if as soon as the only way that we can actually cure racism is if people will get out of their bubbles and experience things outside of their neighborhood, outside of their cities, outside of their states, outside of their country, because then we'll realize that we're all just f***ed up and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. There, there is this whole thing where they, you know, the, the old adage is that travel broadens the mind. And I think it almost does that to a detriment because I remember being far more optimistic Far more optimistic about things until I started seeing the rest of the world and seeing that really that makes you a bigot. It it like it's just so there's just so many bad things everywhere. Yeah, don't be well, there so are, but there's close your eyes to the bad things, and then you won't be such a bigot, you <laughs> right? I'll try. First of all, you're a white man. You're not allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's not about seeing just the bad things happening around, but it's about seeing also the way that good things and that things can be different than what you know and still be successful. That the way that you've been told you have to live your life all the time is not the only way that you have to live your life. You know, if let's say you grow up Christian and you think the only way to be a positive person or a good influence in the world is to do Christ's bidding, and then you go to another place and you find other people doing positive things and creating positive influences who are not inspired by Christ, for example. Like Muslims throwing gays from rooftops? That are what? Oh, throwing gays from rooftops. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's that's an option. <laughs> sure, yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm you know, sorry, I'm sorry. Just like I'm we've got the, a... the Baptist preachers who are saying that all gays are going to sure, hell as no, well and right. picketing sorry, outside of uh, military funerals. That's... I, I retract my statement. I was being a contrarian douchebag. <laughs> I know, I know. It's all right, it's all right. It's all right. Don't I apologize. Your but, but you're good. I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I agree. You can look around and see that there's there's other ways to live life. But I think in one way it was a little disheartening because it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what I expected to see, but when you go to these other places, it's kind of like, well, it's it's usually not much better. It's usually about the same if it's good, mm-hmm. and it's usually far worse if it's worse. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like no one else has figured this out. Like we're all screwed. 
It's like society <clears throat> is the byproduct of uh, homogeneity. Um, you know, it's almost like a homogenous culture will prosper in the face of heterogeneous cultures trying to assimilate each other and losing their own identity. But that's how now, that's how civilization worked for that's how the long? only way it works. But we're at an accelerated <laughs> rate now. The the rate of our uh, of combining our different cultures is so much more accelerated through instant gratification through social media through the right. way that we see these so other things around. So now it works even less. That's my point. Like it doesn't work. Like How doesn't it work? It, it, I mean, I, I mean, mean in countries where Look at Missouri. <laughs> look at what's going on in Missouri. Just look at like Darren Wilson. Look at like anything in Missouri. It doesn't work. Um, so like so you think a heterogeneous society or a heterogeneous society is less successful than a homogeneous society. Yes, it's what made Rome fall. Yes. And I it's think quite I think it was, blatantly in history. I think it was uh Nero being the product of incest for the last like several hundred years. Ruining another society. I, I Missouri was, did it to the Romans too. Well, I mean, I, I think the US Prehistoric Kentucky. But I but I think the, the US was a you know was a prime example of, you know, a, a melting pot of people despite their challenges coming together and making something good. I think and but even then, I think that, you know, in societies that are, you know, that are homogenous you got your Iceland's your Finland's your your you know your Sweden's those those societies have more social trust which I think right exactly which, they're high trust because they're homogenous right but thank you for understanding I understand that but I think that that trust though creates policies that are that fly in the face of your political beliefs for instance so there's a big welfare state there's you know there's all these things so i so i know but i have no problem with a big welfare state as long as everyone's on the same page oh well i mean well, that's never going to happen i think that like diversity of thought is where true uh innovation comes from america is the exception to the rule by the way i want to throw that one out. i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i i think you have america is the only hope <laughs> for heterogeneous society to function and we either need to fuck each other till uh, skin color doesn't exist, or we have to produce enclaves. It's the only way for it to work. I, I'm I I don't believe that at all. Sure, of course, most people don't want to believe that. <laughs> I'm not wrong though. <laughs> I I just think that it should be a better example than Missouri because Missouri is even though it's very diverse, it's not inclusive. Fact. <laughs> I'm not very good at producing good examples. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. However, a broken clock is still right twice a day. Okay. Okay. I so mean, you are a broken clock. You are fact. <laughs> America is the only hope. <laughs> well, I want some more examples, though. If let's say, let's say, all right, Missouri was a bad example, but what? What? No, are Missouri's some... a perfect example. <laughs> okay, Darren well, Wilson. The... Well, explain Darren upon, Wilson. Yeah, exp- expound I don't know Darren Wilson. Look, look, you guys don't remember fucking Darren Wilson, the I guy don't. who shot Michael Brown? Yeah, Me. Remember that? Yeah. I'm sure you remember. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. I know Michael Brown's name. Right. Darren Wilson. So we're talking about a scared. Peckerwood Cracker in the middle of Blacktown and shooting this kid because he's bigger than him. He's fucking terrified, but he's dead ass wrong and his ass should be in prison and he's not. Yep. So what's the fix to that? He had every right to be scared, of course, because this kid is bigger than him, but this kid is fucking 19 years old or 20, whatever he was. Yeah. He was young. So my, my point is like, what is the fix to that? Well, I mean, there's, there's, a number of fixes that have Let's to stop place. giving cowards badges. How about that? That could, that could work. <laughs> yeah. But there are a number Is that of, too edgy? Well, there, no. There are a number <laughs> of fixes for enough. that, though. I mean, like, I mean, there's, um, you know... Honestly, and I'm not anti-cop at all. Oh, true. But there's, you know, I'm, I'm all <laughs> about, you know, 
creating opportunities for advancement of neighborhoods, societies, whatever. And, and the problem is, is that like for far too long, I think those neighborhoods have been underserved. Have there's been a number of you know of issues creating distrust. And so what what are some of those though? Like well, what what do you think are like just a couple of examples of why these neighborhoods are? But the thing is, bad. a mother's kid being killed is not a fucking talking point because if someone kills my kid, I will kill them. Wow, I have a kid, and if somebody kills her, I will kill them. It's not a talking point, and I get that. Hmm. It's not a talking point. It's a cause for war. Helter Skelter. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm so glad, you, I'm so you, glad you made it. Do any of you have kids? I don't have nope. kids. Okay. No. So I'm not trying to be high and mighty, but I promise you, if you had a child who you raised, whose diapers you changed, and then they're dead because somebody fucking shot them, you would kill them. Or you're a chicken shit, limp dick motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> The Those beeps on that are going to be... <laughs> I'm going to be editing this podcast for the next three weeks. I'm so sorry. I'll look for up. this. Look for this in May. No, no, you're doing great. No, and I, I understand that, though, but we have to at least be able to talk about it. I understand the rage that a parent might feel if their child was shot. But like Yanis was saying, that's just... Just that incident happening is because of like a million different variables. Right. So but let's then just he get gets acquitted in court. And no, that the, is a systemic and problem. The, the system is that is a systemic that is not children. a racial problem, it's a systemic problem. Yeah. Right, but the, the, the issue is it's authority versus the non authoritative. It's the money versus the poor. It's a systemic problem. I mean, there's that judge that was selling convictions for hundreds yes, of kids. In Boston, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and he got a few years in prison and nobody at the prisons that were bribing him to convict people as young as 10 mm-hmm. were, you know, were, you know, were fined, named or, you know, sent to jail. Nothing, nothing. So, I mean, there's, there's a number of systemic issues. So, in- so let's take it like I, like I wanted right. to. All right. Let's just take this down to its most basic form. Right. We talked about just neighborhoods. Right. Things that are stacked against the people that live in these neighborhoods. Right. How do we, how do we approach that? Just that. Just the environment. Ooh. I mean, there's so many things. You can either take the active approach, which is, you know, legislation to counteract things like the, you know, the redlining that still has taken place recently, you know, in the in the poor neighborhoods where access to housing and all these sorts of things were denied to black families. Redlining was, you know, it 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 basically redefined wealth in the US. And 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 as a free market guy, you know, it's it's a shame that you know, people, even though they have the same access, air quotes, big air quotes on that one, to certain things, the outcomes haven't been the same. And right. so, you know, and 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 there's uh, somebody who looks like me is automatically seen as possibly less moral, more prone to violence. I mean, there was a situ- more prone to defaulting on loan. Exactly, and it's like, right. and and I've done pretty well for myself, and I've I've been accused of a number of things in my life that I did not. I was accused of domestic violence against someone that I was bringing to the hospital. You know, so it's like there's, you know, it's I'm the biggest teddy bear in the world. I happen to be six one, two hundred pounds, and I might work out every now and again. And so it, it I look the praise. I just want to point out that I only question your morals the moment that I saw you were wearing a Jacksonville Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like, you know, that that's just this kind of anti-Florida crap doesn't need to fly, man. <laughs> it's not anti-Florida. It's just anti, you know, Jacksonville. Like, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, as my ex-girlfriend, uh, she lived in Jacksonville, and she's like, "Come to a game." And I was like, "I'll buy a shirt," and I literally don't have a pro team. I'm just, you know, I've, I've, yes, I've, you have a pro team. Yeah, but what's your college team? Florida State. 
We became best friends. We just fixed racism. We just double fixed the racism. Is canceled. Well, except for the except for the mascot. Yeah, we've solved racism. Hey, hey, hey! We actually work in conjunction with the Seminole Tribe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Indians aren't a race, so racism is canceled. And and, <laughs> and Seminoles, the, the Seminole Tribe actually is consulted very heavily on everything. How that, many smallpox blankets did you give them so we could use their I don't think their you, name? Well, the well the well, <laughs> Chief Osceola. How, how many? <laughs> How many square foot of land did we give give them so that we could use the logo? Apparently, uh, enough. I mean, I think they've been doing <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, That's exactly what we said back in the day, too. Dude, no. Enough. I mean, they're, they're gone. They're, you know. they're still around. They're still around. And they're the, the only tribe in, uh, in the States that never signed a peace treaty with the U.S., that's why they're unconquered, my friend. Indeed. Unconquered. Unconquered. That's I crazy. thought that was just an empty platitude. No. Like, we're freeing the slaves. No. Here's some debt. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're actually it was the Seminole tribe was the actually the only tribe to never sign a peace treaty with the uh, with the with the United States. So are you telling me we're still at war with these people? No, I think I think So why are you pretending the Seminoles <laughs> are Round them up. the Cherokee? Let's get a posse. <laughs> As someone who's 25% Cherokee, I'm offended. I'm going to need you to spit into like a vial that we can send in somewhere to get Look that. Look at message. my missing arm hair and my high cheekbones. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I get it from my day. For somebody who seems to hate brown people, he was getting all kinds of mixed in Italians, Native Americans. <laughs> See, like I said, mixed people are very angry. Here I am. <laughs> It makes people very upset that this man exists. <laughs> I make Bruno Mars look like Strom Thurmond. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is he mixed? He's, a, he's like straight up uh, Filipino, right? Sure. Yeah, he is. Don't believe he's, me, just watch. He's, <laughs> he's Filipino. He's like full Filipino. I was pretty sure he was Puerto Rican, but he's <laughs> all right. All right, so. <laughs> You're welcome, It's man. not going to be enough to just delete this. I'm going to have to burn this room <laughs> after this recording. And then bleach the ass. Yeah, and then bleach the ass. I'm going to have to call the Clintons. Come in here. Like, call Ken Starr. Like, yeah, I need Ken Starr now. Screw. <laughs> Roger Stone, I need Ken Starr to fix this right now so that we can stay on iTunes. Mike. What's going on? <laughs> how would you fix racism? <laughs> Yanis never gets into the answer to his question. Ebony and Ivory just playing on repeat on loudspeakers. <laughs> Done. But only at Give Kids the World. Let's give all the white boys the balls I have. How about that? We could That'll try fix that. fix racism. Because then we can just openly discuss issues we have. Well, and what are some issues you have? Me? Yes. Personally? Oh, this is going to get real spicy. <laughs> nothing. I love everyone equally. <laughs> That's not why I called you here today. <laughs> oh, man. No, what are, what are some issues you have? That you think people don't want to talk about. Like, sincerely. Sincerely. Let's bring it back around. I mean, I've been robbed at gunpoint twice, and it was black guys both times. So, but what does I, that mean? I don't think that means it's black people. So, I really don't know what to tell you. I don't have anything to feed into the bait you're feeding me. There's no. Um, there's, I'm saying, what are, what are some things that you think people are afraid to talk I, about? I, I think that we need to let go of bashing on whites, men, straight men, Christians, we need to just let go of all of it, or everyone needs to be able to talk about everyone. It, it has to be either all or nothing. That's that's my solution. We either let go of all of it, or we all get to hang on to something. So I get to talk about whoever I want, just like everybody gets to talk about you know 
straight cisgendered white men. We can all go see the same comedy acts. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So Lyco or you know. But I think I think the real issue with what you're talking about is that some people, and we talked about this last week a little bit, is there's like this kind of uh, what aboutism, and there's this whole like it's us versus them mentality. I mean, I think that's more of a problem, right, than the stuff that people are even talking about. Yeah, it is. I mean, but doesn't that doesn't that feed right into that? So how do we fix that? Let that's me what ask I'm saying. You, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with some of the things that you and Yanis have said. I don't want to say that I agree with everything you guys have said, so that when the feds come knocking of after this podcast not, goes yeah. live, <laughs> you don't want to go all Bundy Ranch. And <laughs> no, but uh, I, you know, I don't want to do that. But I agree to a certain extent that, well, the problem with just treating, I think the problem that some some people have in this country is that this idea. That, like you were saying, like straight white men, Christian people are coming to this idea like, hey, you know what? We should all just be able to talk about everything or not talk about anything at all. I think for a lot of people in this country, it kind of seems like they're finally catching up in the race. And then white people are like, well, we're not racing anymore. Does that make sense? No. And to anyone? Well, I just mean like this this conversation, like to bring it back to what Jordan Peele had said, where some people had issue with the fact that he was saying... I don't see myself casting a white person in my movies. Right. Because he was talking about representation. Okay. And I think yeah. we're finally to a point in Hollywood and mainstream at least where yeah. you know we can we we feel good about ourselves when there's representation and right. diversity. But having to give that out of some sense of duty is antithetical to talent. Uh, it's antithetical to diversity. Forced diversity is not diversity. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's Agreed. Fake. It's a forced I, meme. I agree. It's bullshit. I agree. But what so, I'm saying is, but Jordan isn't forcing diversity. He's he's not. He's he not. doesn't he's, have to because he produces quality content. Exactly. But, but he he would be if he was casting white people and he didn't feel like he wanted to. That's the point I'm making. Right. That would be forced diversity. I think in a lot of ways we have forced diversity. I mean, anybody remember the Planeteers? Give me a break. Oh, or, yeah. Affirmative action. <laughs> Give me a break. Kwame. Okay. Okay. Perfect example. Affirmative action. Affirmative action. Right. Okay. So now you got me. This is where I get doxxed to lose uh, my job and my kids. No, 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 no. <laughs> this this is this is gonna be listened to in courtrooms. <laughs> Affirmative action is the most forced meme of all time. So now, what do you, what do you think about that? Back in the 60s and 70s, it served a purpose. Not only did it serve a purpose, it gave opportunity to people who deserved it. No longer is and you that think the case. You, you don't think that's the case? Why? No, because now it's used to accommodate women as firefighters, which is horseshit. I want whoever can carry my big ass out of the burning fucking building. That's a dude. I'm 330 fucking pounds. Like, sorry, that's not a woman. I mean, in their defense... If I was a firefighter and I saw you in the building, I would probably just say, yeah, we're clear. Everyone's out. Sure. <laughs> and turn around. I'm glad and that's not, not personal. That's yeah. just, you know, yeah. you're a big dude. Yeah. I don't know. So why do you think it doesn't work today, though? You think because it's overstepping its bounds? or Because it's- I don't think it's needed anymore. I think that whoever applies for the job and has the best credentials should get the f***ing job. Yanis? Uh, I definitely don't think... Uh, that anybody who doesn't deserve a job shouldn't get it. I work in HR, um, and so um, <laughs> I have a good example. Like, I'm going to example. answer this as an HR rep. Yes, indeed. let in, him finish, and then no, you no, can no, talk. he's thinking still. And um, but I, that's what I, the white I, man wants. No, I, I'm I'm all about a meritocracy. Like I definitely think that you know if we could have more people who are going for the jobs that they're qualified for and applying for them and those types of things, I'd be 
all happy to see the best candidate winning out. Uh, the problem is that most people lie in their resumes and that type of thing. So it's really hard to figure out who the best candidate is anyway, oftentimes. And that's, that's just my experience at work. Um, well, like in firefighting, they have physical tests. Very true. So, you know, some you of these would really be easier. That. That's yeah, a, that's some a, of these would be easier to assess. Very specific thing. But for most people, they'd be going for an office job or a job right. that doesn't involve right. yeah. anything right. like that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just all about people who are best suited for certain, for certain positions getting those positions. And if that person can't pick up <laughs> the largest person. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get the job. We have but to that's, rethink. That's ableist and therefore discriminatory and antithetical to the ADA. I, I don't so know. where do you fall on it, though? Um, I, I, I don't. I'm not in favor. Why of, do you hate the disabled? I do. Yanis. <laughs> See, it's a slippery Yanis. slope. <laughs> no, but do you agree with what he said or not? Do you think it's it? There's a place for it now, and if there is, is it is it existing correctly or is it overstepping its bounds in some ways? I don't know if it, if the way it exists now is necessarily value added to society. However, what I think is that there are other things in society where we need to catch everyone up that needs to be addressed first. That's like, that's my thing. So if it's like on the job or job application or college application or whatever it may be, I'm, uh, I don't think that that's necessarily where we need to be, uh, providing equal access. I think it's in schooling and it's in, you know, and not being convicted at higher rates for the same crimes as people who are fair skinned, that type of thing, you know? So there's, there's a number of other systemic issues that need to be tackled first before we can say that affirmative action has no place right now. It's doing some good, I would say, despite my, you know, my slight opposition to it. Um, but at the same time, we have to address the things that are making life worse and making things like that necessary in society. So you think we're treating the symptoms yeah, and not absolutely. the actual mm -hmm. disease. Absolutely. And so if we can get ahead of where these people need help right. at the professional level, right. that there's, would fix a lot. Right. And there's never been a time in the U.S., and this is going to be very controversial, where people haven't made money off of the pain of black people, relatively speaking. Um, so you think about slavery, one, then you have the peonage system, two, then you have the private prison system, three, then you have, you know, and then you have Black Panther, Black Panther made a billion dollars, <laughs> you know, so, so there's always been a time in the US <laughs> where, you know, where people are making buku bucks off of the pain of black people, particularly black men. And even during the history where the US government was allowing the sale of cocaine in our streets you know, allowing, you know, allowing cocaine to pass the border so we can, so we could fight proxy wars in Central yeah. and South America, it's a joke. you know, it, it's a, it's a complete and utter joke and it's completely hypocritical because at that time we increased, you know, policing in black neighborhoods. We, we, you know, we sent black people to jail in droves, you know, there was all these, you know, minimum sentences, that type of thing. And so now with the, you know, the proliferation of private prisons, now you have these guys who they're as you know as a headcount in these prisons are making billions of dollars for publicly traded companies as prisoners and it's 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 shameful it's shameful. So Mike, what did you want to say? Well, it's, it's, it's long Your past. Example. No, this was a different. This was oh a different my gosh, it's, it's long past. We 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 can't talk about it now. It was a while ago. No, I mean, so we were talking about um, hiring processes, right? And well, yeah. uh, I, I looked like to look at the example of classical music. For a long time, classical music has been dominated by men playing yep. instruments than, than women. And so in order to fix that, they found out that if they did their auditions with a blind audition, there was a curtain in front of you and they simply listened to you playing your instrument, that things completely evened out. Mm -hmm. They became 50-50 members of the orchestra mm -hmm. as opposed to being dominated by men because the people who were in the hiring position had this prejudice, believing mm -hmm. for whatever reason that men were better at playing the parts than women were. Right. 
But as soon as you take away that opportunity to see the prejudice, to have that present in the process, mm -hmm. then it was no longer a problem. If we were to have our hiring system have no names and no races on the application, then you, we wouldn't have that same prejudice. That I agree with. Like when I hear a new song, I don't want to know who the artist is. Right. Don't tell me. Like I'll figure out if I like it or not. Don't fucking tell mm -hmm. me because that'll influence my decision. No, that I you're, just you're spot on about. I that. don't. I don't know if most jobs that you would be interviewing for that would be realistic. What do you mean? I I don't I don't know how you would I don't know how you would employ that across the board. Applicant number seventy three. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. just the outline of That's someone's what head. It is, but yeah, yeah like, exactly. No, he's right. He's dead ass right though. You're right. Like, I completely agree with you. You could go, mm. I mean, it depends on the job. Obviously, every job has different requirements. I'm not going to hire, you know. That's how you uh, remove the prejudice. A short person who prejudice. needs to do a tall well, thing. What if, well, yeah, what if, they, what if they implement this at the NBA well, draft? Well, I'm going to be very disappointed. That's, that's ableist, <laughs> We draft, we draft shadow ableist. number three. He's now five play, foot three. Playing center. <laughs> oh, boy. At four well, foot 11. So here's, here's the other question. Here's the other question I had then to kind of piggyback off of what you guys were saying. Um, about trying to fix this, uh, you know, prior to the professional point in people's lives. What are your opinions on universal basic income? Yang Gang 2020. <laughs> so you're sold on it. Sold. <laughs> Lock, stock, and barrel. It's better than welfare. Everybody so you, gets a free ride or nobody gets a free ride. All right. Yanis? Um, <laughs> you were just so concise. I was waiting yeah, for the... <laughs> I was waiting for the, I don't know, the voice to come down from the mountaintop over there across the table. <laughs> it will come from Andrew Yang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of the free ride thing. I think there are better ways to address poverty other than just cutting a check. But, you know, I think, um, I don't know. I think there are other ways to address I think before you rebuttal, I think I'm in agreement with you, Yanis, only because if we look at, um, if we look at any, any recent numbers from the last five years, Typically, people that are in poverty are not spending their money most efficiently. I think we can all agree on that. Sure, but you're implying I'm not arguing from an accelerationist standpoint. Like, bring it the f*** down. What does that mean? Bring it all down. Like a... Like collapse the fucking system. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. We're all in agreement with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 That, that's I need you. Burn I need you to. Down. Yes. Because yes. if the current system is the one handing out basic incomes, then I'm not going to trust a single penny that's passed out. Okay, yes. but it's going to be it's going to be that system though. Yeah. Realistically, sure. it's going sure. to be so the people. It's going to be the same people that couldn't hand out water bottles at the Superdome. Bring it on down. Like typo negative said. So, but more. So, is that the only reason you like universal basic income? No. So then, what because are it's a grand in my pocket every month. I work two fucking jobs to support one kid. Okay, so it's a grand in your pocket. I don't qualify for food stamps. I don't qualify for four C. I've got twenty five hundred dollars a month fucking bills. Damn. Crap. Yeah, it's insane. Like it's crazy, and I don't Jeez. qualify for any assistance, despite the fact that I make thirty seven thousand a year. Despite the fact that I'm a single dad, my parents are fucking dead, I get nothing. So, yeah, bring it the fuck down. I have Burn nothing it all. to gain from it not being brought down. Mike, what do you think about universal basic income? Besides at, burn everything, because we've gotten yeah, that. Want to do that, too. Yeah, well, I know how he's I smashing, got scars. He's, he's smashing the tablets of the Ten Commandments over here. Fuck yeah. We're looking at a, a transition in the workforce these days where things are transitioning towards automation. And as I see things becoming more and more automated, I become more and more a supporter of universal income because yes. I think the job market is shrinking 
as things are growing into automation. I, I picture Wally, you know, everybody's floating around on their chairs and they have nothing to do. So give them money to spend on whatever they need. That has not happened yet. But I, I, that's where the window to me opens up for a universal income is as we don't have the same job market. See, I disagree. Yeah, we I disagree. can't keep up with the change. Well, yeah, no so chance. Well, Throw it I mean, back on them. Well, we've been saying that you know the you know the job market was always going to to be you know just three people basically actually having to work because of automation for the last. 200 years you know like the cotton gin was gonna put you know <laughs> did you really just use the cotton gin <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, gonna say, I'm going all the way back to, mute the mic <laughs> <laughs> you know and even then like it was it was always supposed to be like you know the chainsaw is gonna put lumberjacks out of business and, and and all of these things you know so there's so there's always been this fear of um you know of change and of, of progress you know and and robots in factories now are the things that are you know that we're we're talking about primarily when it comes to producing our goods and services you know and, and now we're like uber is going to be automated cars and that types of things but you know 20 years ago if somebody said i was going to be an seo analyst they'd be like what is what 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 is what is that a, a kindergartner would be an seo analyst or um, a machine learning engineer or whatever like those things didn't exist so i think like i think we're still just probably waiting for the next wave of jobs to sh- to arrive but i think there's going to be a lot more i think i think the the workforce is going to evolve before it shrinks That's just- i think it'll be a victim of the law of diminishing returns explain because there's only so much proxy employment that can support people who don't have jobs and there's no reason to think that corporate America or the world writ large will support that system. Hmm. Well, that's, so, that's that sounds very Malthusian. Um, and, in, indeed, uh, uh, right. Deliberately, but, <laughs> but I but I think Malthus was proven wrong many many yeah, times. Yeah, but Orwell wasn't. Uh, <laughs> that's if a sound want, bite. If, if, uh, I need, I yeah. need, I need the sound of a tiny clown car coming to a screeching halt. I gotcha. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think M- uh, Malthus, uh, he, uh, his economic theories were the 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 basis for Karl Marx's theory, and I think uh, Marx's theory was proven wrong. I like that you're ruggedly capitalist. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I am a li- I am an anarcho-capitalist at my core. I, I am a hardcore anarchist, hardcore capitalist. But at the same time, I also don't want to be a cuck. So you know, it's hard to remain a capitalist. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what the requirements for for uh, being a cuck is. I don't know. Well, uh, metaphorically, you know, <laughs> like oh, okay. like being a wage cuck. You know, oh. for example, feudal servants had a third of the year off for religious holidays, spend time with their family. And we don't get that anymore. Now we just cuck for corporations and get a couple of days a year. So okay, that's a form of cuckoldry oh. of your time. I think I think there's a lot of assumptions made just to kind of bring it back um, to the English language for a second. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that that I think there's an assumption kind of off of what you were saying, Mike, about automation that like it's all going to happen at the same time. Obviously. There are going to be certain careers that automate well before others, of course, and vice versa. So I, I don't, I don't. Think I'm a dance summit. teacher. It's a long time before robots start doing my job. <laughs> you've, you've got it all figured <laughs> out, bud. <laughs> but my, 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 my expression though is that I don't discount the idea that it's something that could be moved towards in the future, right? Mm-hmm. But currently, I don't think but it's something why, that will work. But to Yanis's point, why is that a bad thing? That usually opens up other avenues for jobs. What do you they mean? don't create well, I mean, income, though. I mean, think about all the things that that Microsoft has has helped automate. 
But think about all the jobs they've created in doing so. The average worker doesn't even crack a sweat anymore. What the fuck is left? The only thing that can save us is getting beyond scarcity. That's the only hope we have is to convert energy into matter. And we're not there yet. We're not even close to there yet. What is in that vape pen, bro? Like, <laughs> I told you. I told you he's the best. I told you. Give us in the back of a twenty dollar bill. I was. I was oh, looking. Weed. You know. I was looking. I was looking at the top podcast, and I was like, "What does everybody have that I don't?" You know. And the answer is Alex Jones. <laughs> you. You. You are my Alex. Jones. I will walk the fuck out right now, and somehow that will prove show. I'm not Alex. Put chemicals in the water. (laughs) Anyways. Gay frogs. So, for Mike, for Steven, aka Kitty, for Yanis, I'm Ben, and this has been the Snap Crackle Podcast. We'll see you guys next week.